Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith, and today I'm in the studio by myself, and and uh, of course it is uh, Friday, uh, the day that a lot of people look to being uh, the day of crucifixion of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And uh, I want to take today to kind of give you a biblical uh, defense to this issue. Was it a Friday? Because if it was a Friday, then our math doesn't add up for three days and three nights being in the tomb, which very clearly the Bible tells us, you know, the sign of Jonah being three days and three nights in the belly of the whale and Jesus himself said that, uh, you know, I'll tear this temple down and, you know, and referring to his body, three days and three nights and and rebuild it, restore it. You know, we had this uh, in Matthew chapter 12, Matthew chapter 26, uh, chapter 27, Mark 8, plenty of verses um, that tell us it was going to be three days and three nights in the tomb. So if we have a Friday crucifixion, we cannot, the, the math will not add up. And Muslims love throwing this at us, at Christians, to say, well, you say your Bible's accurate, but it's full of contradictions, and this is one that they throw at us. And the truth is, you know, we can't add it up if we hold to a Friday crucifixion. And so I'm going to show you the biblical evidence that it's actually a Thursday crucifixion, and therefore we do have very easily three days and three nights, and we'll go through this piece by piece, bit by bit, and to understand it, we have to actually understand what God gave instructions for the Passover, because Jesus was the Passover Lamb. Now, we know the story of the Passover there with Moses, and in Exodus chapter 12, we'll look at that here in a moment a little bit clearer and go through the time frame of this there. But what was the purpose of the Passover? God's judgment would pass over if the people would obey and trust the Lord in taking the life of a lamb, shed its blood, apply its blood to the doorpost of the house to say that we are trusting in the blood of the Lamb for judgment not to come upon us, so that judgment would pass over us and not visit us. And so they were hiding behind the blood of the Lamb, the Pascha Lamb. And during the ten plagues, during the time that God told Moses to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Nine plagues had already befallen. The tenth one was the final one that caused Pharaoh to not only let the people go, but to throw them out, (laughs) get out of here, take what you want from us, and just leave. And it was very grievous to them that his own son, his firstborn son, was judged white because he did not trust in God's message to trust the Lamb, the blood of the Lamb. All the way from the beginning of the Bible, 
when Adam and Eve had sinned? What did God demonstrate before Adam and Eve for an act of forgiveness so that judgment would not befall them? He took uh, the life and the blood of, of a lamb. Something innocent died to be a substitute for their act of sin, to pay the penalty for their sin. And this was a picture all the way through the Old Testament of what one day the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ would do. So when Jesus came here and he actually died on the cross, the time that he came to the cross was the week of the Passover. So it's vitally important for us to understand the days of the Passover. And that begins, that's spelled out for us very clearly in Exodus chapter 12. So if you want to do the Bible study yourself, just take mental note or write these verses down or turn in your Bible right now to Exodus chapter 12. And I'm going to go through this kind of quickly, and you can study these things out for yourself. But in verse number two, we're told it's the first month. Now, the first month of the year for the Jews would be the month of Abib, or sometimes it's referred to Nisan. And, and so this would be similar to our April. Actually, if you think about it, you know, the beginning of the spring is the beginning of life in the beginning of the year. We here in the West begin our year in the dead of winter, you know, when everything's dying. Well, as everything's blooming and blossoming, this is when the Jews began their year. And also too understand their calendar works on a lunar schedule. And again, from the beginning of the Bible, we're told the evening and the morning made the first day. Their days begin in the evening. And that's important for us to understand because that will, that will be you know, important here in a moment. So in verse number two, we're told it's the first day of the month. On the 10th day of that, of that month, they are to select and separate the lamb for closer inspection. And it's set apart for four days. In verse number six, we're told on the 14th day, they kill it and prepare it for eating it in the evening. They cook it and eat the flesh. In verse seven, we're told before the morning comes, uh, well, also they're told to take the blood when they kill the lamb and to splatter it, dip hyssop in it and splatter that blood on the doorpost. And again, it's symbolizing we're trusting in the blood so that judgment doesn't come as it will pass over because we are standing behind the blood of the lamb. And in verse number 10, they're told before the morning comes, burn everything that remains of the lamb. And so so very clearly, the 10th day is the day that they select the lamb. So in the day of the week of Jesus, when he was there, and this would be a traditional thing that would happen. Where do we learn this? We learn this from the Talmuds and the uh, the Mishnahs and through traditions, uh, the historical writings that we have that went on there. But what would happen is that the high priest would leave the city go down early in the morning on on the 10th day and he would make his way down to the shepherd's fields to where the levite shepherds would be and with the best of the lambs that were born to make sure that they are not blemished and spotted and damaged in any way they would wrap them in swaddling clothes and to protect them there for about 10 days and, and these were the best of the best and the high priest would go and select those lambs on two particular times the day of atonement the uh, yom kippur 
or Passover. And he would bring the Passover lambs, and he would select a few of them there and so that uh, a closer inspection would be made over these four days, and one would be selected for it to, to be sacrificed. But he would take its way all the way to, uh, um, uh, to the Damascus Gate on the east side and come in there, and the people would assemble there and uh, and come with palm leaves and stuff and cry out hosanna uh, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the lord this is what they did when the high priest came in with the paschal lamb well early that morning jesus comes riding on that donkey riding on that colt and they recognize jesus as the paschal lamb and this is why they were there assembled to uh, to cry that out, and they cried out, Hosanna to the Son of David, blessed is he who cometh in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And so when Jesus comes through, he is proclaimed as the Paschal Lamb. And so what do we have as a summary? The tenth day the Lamb is selected, that's, that's Palm Sunday, and four days later, do the math, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, which begins on a Wednesday night. So some who hold to a Wednesday crucifixion and all that stuff there, it could be forgiven for, you know, or, or you know, to hold that position when we say Wednesday is the day. But uh, the uh, for us, we would call that a Thursday. That is the 14th day. That uh, is the day of preparation, uh, or rather the day before, the 13th day. The day of suffering uh, would be on the Thursday. And, um, and so what happened um, there? Well, on the Wednesday night, uh, Jesus would have had his Last Supper with the disciples there. And uh, you know the story of Judas um, betraying the Lord. He's in the garden. He's praying. And the people come and they arrest him in the middle of the night. And, uh, and for six hours... He is um, gone through a kangaroo court type of situation, found guilty of blasphemy. That was the actual uh, criminal act that they found him guilty for and felt right and justified to kill him. What was his blasphemy? He claimed to be God. Don't ever let anyone out there suggest that Jesus never communicated that. Five times he clearly is accused of blasphemy because he's communicating that he is God. And on that fifth time was there in the judgment hall. And, um, and, that, you know, and that's when they said, we need no more witnesses. We have concluded he is guilty and worthy of death. And that gives time uh, between the sixth hour in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, uh, before nine o'clock, and that's when the crucifixion began. The Bible tells us in Matthew, in Mark chapter fifteen, verse twenty-five, by the third hour uh, that that the crucifixion began, uh, and that start. Uh, of course, he was scourged, and uh, there he was taken up to Calvary and put on the cross. We're told also in Matthew chapter twenty-seven and other places there that darkness fell upon. Uh, um, uh, the region there from the sixth hour to the ninth hour. This was not an eclipse. Uh, uh, we've never had a three-hour darkness during a in an eclipse, and uh, so this was a supernatural darkness that fell upon the earth. So uh, the sixth hour would be uh, at um, twelve o'clock. At three o'clock would have been around his death. Three o'clock in the afternoon. 
and that gives three hours for Nicodemus and Joseph there to prepare him and, and get the burial ready and the tomb and permission uh, to bury him and in preparation for the high Sabbath. And so, um, and, uh, and so on the day of the killing of the lamb, of the Paschal lamb, of the Passover lamb, Jesus Christ died and shed his blood. And it was the blood of the lamb that we stand behind to be forgiven of our sins. And oh, what a great message this is for us as we celebrate uh, the Easter, the resurrection of our Lord. That next Sunday would also be the day of first fruits and the Lord uh, coming up from the grave and uh, proving that uh, he is who he said he was. Not only did he live a perfect life, not only did he lay down his life willingly, but he also took it up to prove that not only could he resurrect himself, gives us assurance that we too will stand in the resurrection. But why are we able to do that? Because of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross of Calvary. We're able to stand behind the blood. It's the blood that hides our sins, that washes away our sins. We stand behind that, and, uh, and that makes us to be able to stand before God uh, with, um, uh, with assurance that we are now children of God, saved and redeemed, bought by the blood of the Lamb. Churches are trying to take out uh, the blood from their hymnal and the message of the blood. This is what was involved for the purchase of our salvation, and we give God the glory. And I pray that you will enjoy this Easter Sunday as we worship the Lord and Savior together and give praise to his holy name. That's it for today and this week. Join us again next week at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.